If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a very good Shabbos to all of you. Great to be here to share some ideas, to share some thoughts, to look at the Parsha, to see the Parsha, to understand the Parsha, and to make the Parsha a little bit more relevant in terms of our daily lives. And what a special Shabbos this is, of course, it's Shabbos Chazon, the Shabbos of the vision. The vision, which vision? The vision of Isaiah. We'll talk about that a bit more. And it's also a Shabbos where, in fact, it pushes off the difficult and harsh fast of Tisha of the ninth of Av, when we commemorate the destruction of the Temple. And when we push a fast off, our sages tell us, may it be pushed off permanently and forever. And this, of course, will be with the coming of Mashiach when these fasts, in fact, will be turned into, transformed into days of great festivity and great joy because then we will fully appreciate and understand the idea of Hurban destruction and exile, of course, the people going into Babylon and then, of course, with the Roman invaders. And it's a special Shabbos for a number of reasons because it kind of brings to an end, in a sense, the nine days, the nine days of intense mourning when we live with the concept of Hurban, of destruction, and the hope for Mashiach, the hope for, well, redemption in every full, in the fullest sense of the word. And it comes together when we begin reading a new Sefer, a new book in the five books of the Torah, the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, which is very different than the other four books, although many see it simply as a review of Jewish history, the history of the Jewish people, up to that point, and further to uh, introduce the laws again, to review the laws, the 613 commandments. Nonetheless, with the opening of a new sefer, a new book, not only is the Parsha called the Devarim, Deuteronomy, but in fact the entire book is called the Devarim. And we have to ask ourselves, why is that so? And Parsha's Devarim always comes out on Shabbos Chazon, the Shabbos prior to Tisha B'Av, this year being actually on the day of Tisha B'Av, but the fast and all the customs connected with Tisha B'Av start only on Matsui Shabbat Saturday night and during Sunday as well. But we have to ask ourselves, what is the unique relationship between Devorim Deuteronomy and Shabbos Chazon, the Shabbos of Division, the Shabbos that we prepare ourselves for the intensely sad day of Tisha B'Av? When we speak about fast days, you know, we have Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not a sad day. It's a serious day, a very serious day, but it's not a sad day. In many ways, it can be a joyous day. It's a joyous day because this is a day that God forgives us, and forgiveness, of course, elevates us to a much higher level. It transforms the past, sometimes to the level of, in fact, the negatives become positives. Tishabov, on the other hand, also a 24-hour fast, Tishabov is a sad day, a day that we talk about morning. We talk about destruction. We talk about exile. We read the book of Echa. Echa talks to us in, well, as it's called, lamentations, in a very sad tone. It tells us what happened to the Jewish people. It was written by Jeremiah the prophet. And we study aspects of destruction as well in the Talmud, in the Midrashim, in another Sfarim. What we do is emphasize the idea of sadness that comes together with this day. And yet, here Shabbos pushes it away. Shabbos is a day of joy. And while, of course, there are many customs connected with the Shabbos, some people actually sing the Lechadodi in the uh, tune 
of the Eicha, or even the Haftarah tomorrow in the tune of Eicha. But of course, not everybody follows those customs. There are many customs in Chabad. That Shabbos is a day that externally, visibly, we show no signs of mourning whatsoever. In fact, only signs of joy and festivity. And all these confusing elements come together this Shabbos, and therefore we have to understand the concept of the Varim, the concept of Shabbat Chazon, the Shabbos of the vision, the idea of starting a new book, the book of the Varim, what makes it different than the other four books, why in fact it's not merely a review of the historical events up to that point, or a review of the 613 commandments, but it carries with it a far more intense and penetrating dimension of difference, and why in fact this difference extends not only throughout the entire Parsha, and of course about Chazon as well, but is in fact continues throughout the entire book as we read it over the next many weeks when we read the book of Devarim. And this is why it's a very special Shabbos, a special Shabbos in every sense of the word. It brings together joy and sadness. It brings together, well, Devarim. It brings together the idea of the vision. It brings together a great many elements that make this a very special Shabbos. And we have to recognize all those elements, even the conflicting ones, you know, joy and sadness. While, of course, they create the cycle of life, we have to understand the relationship between joy and sadness and how both can come together in one particular situation as we celebrate the Shabbos, Shabbos Chazon, in the fullest sense of the word. But more of that soon, after the ad break. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the idea of Shabbat Chazon, we're talking about the idea of Parsha Devarim, in fact, the new book, the entire book of Devarim, we're talking about the relationship between these ideas and what, in fact, makes it so very special. But before that, a few words from the marketplace. We are known as the people of the book. We are literary connoisseurs, consumers of words and prose, sharers of ideas. In short, we are readers. Chai FM is starting a book club. Would you like to be one of the Chai FM book club readers? You'll receive a book every month to review on the radio for our listening community. It's social, it's fun, it's mentally enlightening. We are looking for people with a wide range of reading topics and genres. Get in touch. Email books at chaifm.com. That's books at chaifm.com. We're talking about the idea of Shabbat Chazon, the Shabbos of the vision. And the word vision has so many complex and involved levels and layers because the word vision means seeing something in a particular sort of way, seeing something in a special sort of way. You know, we take seeing for granted very often. We take seeing, well, we look around the world and we see what we see. The natural, we see the beauty, we see whatever we see in the world, and somehow it registers in our minds. It's something which is important or less important, and this is what seeing is all about. But when we begin to examine carefully the idea of vision, the idea of seeing, we come to a far deeper and greater insight into what it really means. For instance, a person walks down the road and happens to see in a wonderful garden a magnificent flower. And he is so impressed with its shape, with its color, the way it sits in the context of that particular garden, it is a work of absolute beauty. And he is simply overjoyed by having the opportunity of seeing this incredible vision, this incredible sight. 
Another person sees, well, look at this magnificent flower producing the most beautiful fragrance. Well, somebody else, a scientist, might look at it and say, well, take a look at this flower. How does it actually flourish its veins, its capillaries? How does the nutrients from the ground go up the stalk and into the leaves and into the flower? It gives it such a range of color. Absolutely fascinated by that. Of course, another one might say, look at the molecular structure of this incredible flower. The interaction between the multi-zillions of molecules that come together to make this incredible, beautiful item. And different people, based on different backgrounds, will look at something, and each will be fascinated by that which appears to him as the vision that he or she has in relationship to that item, here being the flower. But then the mystic comes along. And what does he see in the flower? What he sees in the flower is absolute miracle how it comes to being God creating everything within this physical world. God brings the power of creation into effect in order to bring into being, into awareness, this incredible, fascinating, magnificent flower. Some see the surface, some see deeper than the surface, some see the molecular structure, and others see the hand of divine creation within this particular situation. It's based upon your understanding, it's based on your knowledge of things, it's based upon your background, it's based on how you have learned to see things, superficial level, deeper level, and deepest level. And each one has an great understanding of the beauty that he's noticing or seeing, but each one sees it differently. Shabbos Chazon has conflicting elements to it. On the one hand, why is it called Shabbos Chazon? Because it comes from the opening words of the prophet Isaiah when he speaks to the people, and it's the vision of Isaiah. And what's the vision of Isaiah? The vision of Isaiah is one of destruction. It's a vision that talks about how the Jewish people are going to end up in a situation of terrible reality, the temple being destroyed, the Beit HaMikdash being destroyed, and the people driven into exile. And while, of course, Isaiah lived 200 years before the actual destruction, the Jewish people were living an extremely comfortable material life. Nonetheless, he warns them that somehow they have started going off the path of correctness, the right way to serve God, to live in this world, to serve in the temple. And he tells them, beware of what will happen if, in fact, you don't change your ways. It was a great vision of caution, a great vision of sadness, a great vision of destruction. And he tells the people 200 years before the destruction what, in fact, is coming if, in fact, they don't change their ways. Tragically, they didn't change their ways. And tragically, we witnessed the destruction of the temple. We witnessed the exile that followed. We witnessed the great tragedy of what Tisha B'Av is all about. And along came the great Hasidic master, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Bartichev, who said that Shabbos Chazon, each and every Jew, is given a vision of the third temple. The third temple, of course, which will be built by Mashiach himself. On the one hand, Shabbos Chazon is a vision of destruction. Rabbi Levi Yitzchak tells us, even in that dimension of holiness, you can see the ultimate positive, the ultimate rebuilding, the ultimate joy.
And this is what Chazon is all about. Chazon is the idea of a vision. Chazan is a time to sit back and to ask ourselves, how do we look at life? How do we look at the world? What do we see when we look around us? Do we see the facade of the world? Do we see the most extreme external element of the world? Do we see depth? Do we see something deeper? Like the individuals who are observing the flower, they can all stand together, and each one is overwhelmed and amazed by a different dimension. One, the incredible beauty. The other is the scientific dimension, the molecular structure. The third speaks about creation, speaks about God. How do we look at the world, and how can we train ourselves to understand how to look at the world? Because we as individuals are not superficial beings. We have, yes, a material facade, but we also have an extremely powerful spiritual dimension, our neshama, our soul. And the soul and body come together in order to create a complete and full human being. And this human being is able not only to synthesize the spiritual and the material, the physical, in life, but to apply that incredible effort into everything that he or she does, everything that he or she sees in the world around them. And this is why, when we look at a human being, what do we see when we look at a human being? Some people are fascinated by the external beauty of an individual. Others will look for a heart. Others will look for a mind. Others will look for a soul. How we look at each other, how we look at ourselves, ultimately tells us how we look at the world. And perhaps looking at the world should teach us how to look at ourselves and each other as well. This is the idea of chazad. This is the idea of a vision. It's not limited to one definition. It has a broad, broad dimension of levels and depth. And the deeper we are, the deeper we see. The more spiritual our eyes become, the more spirit elements we see within the world, the greater divinity we see in the world, the process of creation, which brings about all this external beauty. And when we look at the depth, the essence of something, and not only the vision on an external level, we begin to understand how to deal with the world correctly. Yes, we might be incredibly impressed by the aesthetic, the beauty, the fragrance, all those external magnificent dimensions of the flower. But when we recognize the hand of God there, we begin to realize that we have a particular type of duty to somehow bring out the godliness and to allow others to teach others, to show others how to recognize godliness, creation within the world themselves. This brings us to a deeper understanding of self and other. When we look at somebody else, we also realize it's not only the physical appearance that appeals or otherwise to us. But it is the depth, by depth I mean not only intellect and emotion, but the very essence of the individual, the soul himself, part of God, that which brings creation and that sort of power into the world. This is what Shabbos Chazon is all about. Shabbos Chazon, yes, on the one hand we recall the destruction, we recall the exile, we recall the sadness of the time and the day, we recall it in a very real sort of way. But at the same time, we take a deeper breath and we see beyond the destruction, we see beyond the exile, we see the return, we see the rebuilding, we see the coming of Mashiach. And now we have to ask ourselves, how does all of that connect with Devorim? 
Devarim, of course, as our sages tell us, is written in a different tone and tempo of language. It's the language of Moshe. The entire Torah comes from God, and Moshe dictated it verbatim, word by word. Whereas when it comes to the book of Devarim, he speaks in the first person. Of course, it's the words of God. It's not made up by Moshe, but it's the words of God within the personality of Moshe. And what was Moshe? Moshe ultimately was a leader. And therefore he says, before you're going to go into the promised land, I have to tell you how to relate to the past, how to see the events of your life in the past, how to truly read history in the fullest sense of the word, how to understand God brought the world into being and he gave it a number of chances to realize its perfection, which it didn't. And then along came Abraham. Abraham, who was, well, Echad, he was unique, he was one. He recognized the existence of God, creator of heaven and earth, and one who directs the creation that was brought into being. No one else did. A lot of clever men, a lot of brilliant men, powerful men who lived at the time of Abraham. But it was only Abraham. And what does God say? Because you found the truth, because you searched and found, you would not accept any form of idolatry. I'm going to reward you that your children forevermore will have the gift of doing the same thing in the world, recognizing godliness, teaching godliness, sharing the idea of godliness, looking at depth at the very essence of something, when you see the flower, of course you're impressed with the beauty. Of course you're impressed with the, well, the structure. But you're also aware that this is a creation of God. And therefore there is a purpose. And when a person sees things from his essence into the essence of someone else or something else, he knows that there is some sort of job that he has to do in order to reveal himself to others the idea of essence to look at things absolutely differently and this is why it's the words of Moshe that talks to us in such an incredible sort of way he speaks in the first person he slightly admonishes them in a coded sort of way but he says do you remember how you behaved when you came to this particular place how did you choose how did you choose to act how did you choose to fulfill the will of God or perhaps did you deny the will of God. And what happened as a consequence? Understand each and every single step of your historical reality and you will understand and live differently in order to achieve the incredible future that is laid out. Your destiny is very much an extension of your history. And this is something which we have to think about on Shabbos Chazan. This is something that we have to consider. Because sometimes when we look at our history, we are saddened because so often we've made mistakes in the places that God brought us. And instead of joyously fulfilling his will by bringing together the material and spiritual with a tremendous sense of dedication and purpose, what happened, of course, is so very, very often people did just the opposite. But Hashem says through the words of Moshe, don't think for a moment that all is lost. Don't think for a moment that it's all over. There is a chazan, the great vision of the third temple, the coming of Mashiach. There is that great dimension of truth and reality, which is there for you. Yes, of course, the prophet Yeshayahu Isaiah, he talks to us about the impending destruction, if they continue upon a negative way. 
Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Abadichev adds to that by saying, don't stop at the negative, sad dimension. Look far beyond, look into the essence, and what you will see is rebuilding messianic greatness and intense joy. And this is what the Shabbos is all about. While on the one hand, yes, we have the vision of destruction and we remember it with a tremendous sense of pain, but we also have the vision of joy, the vision of rebuilding, the vision of the third temple. And this is what we have to consider as we approach this very Shabbos, Shabbos Chazon and the Book of Devorim. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the idea of vision, how to see things correctly, and even in a spiritual sense, not to be limited by that which we see, but go beyond that which you see and see the essence, as we'll talk about soon. But before that, a few words from the marketplace as well. Pick and pay Norwood Hyper. Have these specials for you, pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. Pick and pay fresh chicken bry pack for only $79.99 per kilo. Pick and pack whole barbecue chicken at a very low 69 rand per kilo. Pick and pay fresh chicken is just $69.99 per kilo. Pick and pay frozen petite hake fillets, only $69.99 per kilo. Pick and pay fresh hake headed and gutted. Only seventy nine and ninety nine per kilo. Catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Way Norwood Hyper, and only while stocks last. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. We're talking about the Yav Devorim. We're talking about the idea that Moshe is reviewing the history of the Jewish people up to that point. In a sense, he's reviewing all of history, how it began with creation, how. Uh, Adam, unfortunately, together with Eve, made the mistake of choosing incorrectly how Noah grew up in a world which was completely immoral and corrupt. And finally, along came Abraham and changed the world slowly, recognizing truth himself, recognizing creator and the director of his creation, God himself, and then teaching this to others, bringing about a radical and dramatic change of people's awareness, ethical monotheism of the world, and so how the story of the patriarchs and ultimately how the Jewish people came down to Egypt initially as free people, slowly to be enslaved, tragically, by a tyrant named Pharaoh, and how the Jewish people went through the entire wilderness for 40 years, standing at Sinai, making the mistake, this, that, and the other. Nonetheless, here they stand on the border of coming into the promised land, and Moshe is talking to them, and he says to them, understand, look back and have an honest vision of that which took place in the world, and look forward and see how far you can go, how far you can grow, how big you can become, how strong you can be. And this is what Moshe speaks to the Jewish people in his own language, so to speak, because as a leader, he is going to address the people in a language which will be far easier for them to understand as he relates to them in this particular way. He says, you're about to go on your most important journey in life, entering the promised land, the fulfillment of God's great promise to the patriarch, to the Jewish people. And what does he say? Look back, understand what you have to do. Recognize the idea of mitzvot, commandments, not merely some things that were imposed upon you because God wants to control you as a people, but understand the value of each mitzvah. 
Listen, remember what you heard at Sinai. You heard at Sinai and you saw incredibly spiritual dimensions. Make sure that you carry those spiritual dimensions into the new and promised land as well. Don't allow yourself simply to fulfill them by rote or simply to fulfill them because you have to look for the soul of each and every single mitzvah. And this is why Moshe speaks about it again and again and again because he's trying to tell the people to understand that in order for them to have the open eyes to see, to see vision beyond vision beyond vision and not to be limited in any sort of way, certainly not physical but not even spiritually, look far beyond, look beyond the disaster, look beyond the sadness, look beyond the pain, look beyond the suffering, recognize the ultimate joy that exists when you get to that particular point where God wants you to come and therefore take each and every single mitzvah, cherish it, hold it dear, recognize that it's not an imposition, it's not an instruction and order, but recognize that each and every single mitzvah is there to open your soul, to open your heart, to open your mind, to open your eyes to the vision, to the great vision. Shabbos Chazon is the Shabbos that we are blessed to see this, to understand this. It's precisely within an environment, the context of sadness, that the great Hasidic teacher, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev, told us each and every single person is given the opportunity, the potential of seeing the third temple on this special Shabbos. And this is why it's important to understand the entire book of Devarim, because the Devarim speaks about essence. The Devarim speaks about a leader speaking in the first person to his people. He says, I want to share with you what I have seen. I want to share with you how I see the world. Moshe, who was greater than Moshe? Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that God gave the most clear eyes to see everything in its purity, everything in its potential greatness. And Moshe is telling the people in each and every single word, I am going to teach you, share with you at this last moment, before you go into this great journey of occupying the promised land, I'm going to teach you how I saw things and how I want you to see those very same things as well to see them not only on a superficial level, but not even on a deep level, but to see the very essence that comes from the very essence of yourself. And this is what Moshe is saying. He's saying, I'm sharing my essence with you now. I am going to teach you how to understand things, to see things, to apply things in life. This is why this Shabbos, this special Shabbos, when the fast of Tisha B'Av is pushed away, until the following day, the special Shabbos of Chazon, when we, yes, on the one hand, remember the tragedy, but we also are given the vision of a great future. And this is why, when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully to every word of the Torah. Listen carefully to each and every single word that Moshe says, how to see your history, how to see the places that you visited, how to understand your destiny, how to understand your greatness, and to recognize the miracle of God in every single situation. It's a great opportunity. Use it well. Good Shabbos.